This is a shir in Lukot Esichais, Chelek Tesvav, the Sicha Vayetze, the second Sicha. The Pasuk, with regard to the Pasuk in our Parsha, that Hashem, sorry, that Yankov called this place, the place that he had laid down when he was going from Be'er Sheva to Choron. He called the place a... He called it Beis El, the house of Hashem. So the Gemara says on this that it's not like Avram, about whom it says Har, that it says that he went on the mountain of Hashem. He said, This is Bahar Hashem. This is the mountain, the mountain that he did the Akedah of Yitzchak. That it is said today, Bahar Hashem, that Hashem appears on the mountain. So he calls the place of Hashem, that same place, Yerushalayim, the place of Beis Amigdash, Har, a mountain. And not like Yitzchak about whom it says, Sodez, it says that Yitzchak went out, Yitzchak, Lasuach, Yitzchak went out to pray in the field. Again, this is the same field, Yerushalayim, place of Beis Amigdosh. Avram calls it mountain, Yitzchak calls it fields. Like Yankev, this is like Yankev. By Yankev it says, Shekari Bais, he calls it a house, as it says, Vayikra, Hashem, Amakamahu, he calls this place the house of Hashem. And that's why it says in Yeshaya, that the, when Mashiach comes, the nations will say, we want to go up, we're going up to Yishlaim, to base Eloike Yaakov, the house of the God of Yaakov, and not the God of Avram, or the God of Yitzchak, because the third descendant is going to call the house of the God of Yaakov. The Pasuk says, Bayis, and yeah, Yaakov called it Bayis. So, Mepharshim explained that these three names, Har, Sodom, Bayis, mountain, field, and home, these refer to the three Bate Mikdash. Avram Avinu called it mountain. First, first base Amikdash. Yitzchak, field. Second base Amikdash. House. This is third base Amikdash. That's why the third base Amikdash is called Bayis. Well, house is the place of permanence. It's a Makam It's a place, a settled place, permanent place. Not like a mountain and a field where people don't dwell. Because that's the Chiddush. That's the virtue and advantage of the third base Amikdash. That it's going to be a permanent and eternal house, not like the first base Amigdosh, the second base Amigdosh, which eventually became destroyed. And this is also the reason why Yaakov calls it a house, because we know about Yaakov, it says that the portion of Yaakov, the inheritance of Yaakov, is called a, an inheritance without boundaries. As it says before that in the parasha, the Pasuk we all know so well, you will spread forth. This is a bracha given to Yaakov, you will spread forth to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. Okay, so it fits. House, third base Amigdash, eternal, Yaakov, Nachla, inheritance without borders, Hashem said, there's no limits on you. Now we have to understand, since Yaakov called it a house, you would expect that in a place, which is a house, eternal, settled, um, it should have been that in his lifetime, we would have seen that his life was also a less tumultuous one. It was a life of settled, being settled. Especially comparable at least to Avram and Yitzchak, which we said that Avram called it a mountain, and Yitzchak called it a soda. These are places that are not dwelling places. These are not settled places. But in actuality, you see, on the contrary, Adrab. By Yankev, you find the opposite of being settled and being permanent. Especially when you compare it to the life of Avram and Yitzchak. Most a large portion of the lives of Avram and Yitzchak, they lived in a place of permanence, in a place of being settled in one place. Yankiv, all his days, he was going in a way that he was a dweller in the land. And he comes to Pare and he says, my, my life, the years of my life were bad. Because first he had to run away from Esau, as we were talking at the beginning of our parsha. Then when he's in Choron, he has to deal, he has to live with this fellow called Lavan, who was a swindler. And then finally, when Yankiv says he wants to live in peace, so then he has the whole story of Yosef. And so much so that when does, he, when does the Torah say, Vayichi Yaakov, that Yaakov really lived good years, only the last 17 years of his life when he was in Mitzrayim. And even those good years, it's not like they were really settled, they were in Mitzrayim after all. So why do we find that he's, that he's the one that, that's called the house, but yet, on the other hand, his life seems to be the most impermanent and most difficult. Base. So we'll understand this according to the explanation in the Pasuk in Yeshaya, which calls the Beis Amikdosh, Beis Elikei Yaakov, the house of the God of Yaakov. And that's the, uh, the Gemara that contrasts Har, Sode, Avram, Yitzchak, and then says Yaakov, 
called the, this place a house. And, and, and the Goyim will say, the non-Jews will say, we're coming up to the house of the God of ya- Yaakov. This is how the Pesach begins in Yeshai. It's part of the Nevuah, prophecy of redemption. And says, on that day when Mashiach comes, so then the, many, many nations will go. The Omru and they will say, let us go up. Let us go and go up to the mountain of Hashem, El Beiselekei Yaakov, to the house of the God of Yaakov, and he will teach us from his ways, and he will go in his, in his path. What? So that's the Posik. So we don't understand, says that. The Posik Tak is talking about the third base of which is called the bias. What's it got to do? Yeah. Okay, that's not just a way of identifying it, that's also telling us something in the context of that's why people are going to go up to the house. What does it have to do with the fact that it's the house of Yaakov? What does that add to this context that the nations will go up and say, teach us, let's go in, our way, in your ways. For this purpose, whatever, whatever, whatever structure is there, whatever place of inspiration is there, will attract, right, in the time of truth, will attract those that want to come to it. Why is it Dafka? Emphasized there in this pasuk that it's got to do somehow with the concept of bias, the house of the God of Yaakov. Question number one. Also, we have to understand the pasuk says that many nations will come and they will say, "Let's go up and 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 and, and uh, he will teach us his ways and we'll go in his path." Pasuk says, "Why is that key? Because mitziyin, you know this pasuk, mitziyin teitzeitayin for from tziyin will go forth teitzeitayin." The word of Hashem will come forth through Yishlaim. So first of all, Aleph says, Rebbe, in the Pasuk, it doesn't sound like the nations are coming to convert and to learn Torah and the word of Hashem. And the next Pasuk afterwards, Rebbe quotes here, is, is that Mashiach will be v'shafat ben Agayim, will judge between the nations, and then they will plow, uh, uh, get rid of their, um, take their swords and turn them into plowshares. In other words, they'll get rid of their armaments that they won't do. They won't be uh, weapon-oriented. But it doesn't sound like they're becoming Jewish and converting. It is that they're coming to get instruction. They're coming to get inspiration. So why do we talk about the reason of them coming? Because from Tzia and Torah will come forth. And the word of Hashem Yerushalayim, in other words, they're not coming to learn Torah. Why does that bring them to come up to go? Why is that the reason given for the fact that they come up to Yerushalayim? A little bit niggling in my mind is, I mean, they are coming up to hear what the instruction is, because they know we have Torah. So, uh, in the answer, that indeed is, um, the question is a very detailed, in other words, question. They're not coming up to learn Torah per se. They're coming up to get instruction. But the, then the Pasuk goes and says a double, <coughs> a double expression and, and emphasizes. They're coming up, why? Because from Tzion, Torah goes out. And the word of Hashem for Yishalayim. They're not actually coming for that. If you look, again, if you would learn it just generally, well, of course, they're coming to get instruction. Why? Because Tzion is a place of Torah. But no, listen carefully, says the Rebbe. They're, they're not coming to be Megaya. That's not the context here. If they're not coming to convert. So why is the, the Torah, the word of Hashem, that, that seems to be what, what's, what's pulling them in? Stay tuned for the answer, because um, <clears throat> some questions, they, they elicit an answer where you say, ah, okay. Now I understand, Taka, why that's so important to emphasize. Base. The second question is, why the double expression from Tzia and Torah will come out and, Hashem, and the word of Hashem Yishalayim, it seems to be the same thing. It's just a double expression. And also, why is, it says before, they'll say we'll want to come up to let him teach us his path, and will go in his ways, also seems to be a double-header. Now, even though, says the Rebbe, simply speaking, the Pasuk repeats things in order to give it strength, in order to give it emphasis. And in order, because it's repeating it for emphasis, like double underlined, but in order to make it uh, more beautiful, to make it more poetic, so there's, the words are changed. Instead of saying, from Tzion comes out Torah, it says, the word of Hashem comes from Yerushalayim. But it's basically saying the same thing. Instead of saying, Torah will come out, says the word of Hashem. But those are really synonymous and exchangeable, no difference. And also, when we say that the nation will, say, will come up to learn, he will teach us from his derochim, from his ways, and we will go by Chesav in his paths, also the same thing. It's just a double poetic expression for emphasis. As many expounders on the Tanakh do explain. However, on the other hand, when we talk about Torah, especially in the written Torah, this is 
the, from the Nevi'im, everything is exact. And we know that we learn up, we learn, we learn up, we learn many laws in the Torah from, an, from a, an, an addition or a subtraction or a difference in the language of the Torah. Even in the Pshut Shemika, the simple reading of the Pshat, even in the Shira, where the, it, we know it's a song, the song the Jews sang when they, the sea was split, and therefore it's a song, should have poetic license, as we say, it should be uh, many things that are repeated just to be poetic, but yet Rashi explains many of those repetitions because everything has to be exact in Torah. And similarly, here, it's not just a double expression of the exact same thing. We're talking about two things. They say, we want, to, the, the, the nations say, we're coming up to that house of Hashem of Yaakov. It will teach us in his ways, in his paths, in his derech. And number two, we will go in his paths. There's two things. Don't, let's, not, let's try and understand what those two things are, how it's a nuanced pasuk. Also, the reason given for why the nations will come up wise because from Tzia and Torah will come forth, and Var Hashem, the word of Hashem for Yerushalayim. Let's understand why those two terminologies and what, what, the, what it tells us. <coughs> Gimel. The difference between Torah and Var Hashem, we do know there's a difference. What do we know? The Gemara elsewhere says that Var Hashem, Zu Halacha, the word of Hashem, this refers to Halacha. Because Dvar is a clear-cut thing. Hashem, when you say the word Torah, especially when you say Torah in contrast to Dvar Hashem, the word of Hashem, Torah includes all kinds of discussions. A possible, we could have thought this way, and then we asked the question, we don't think that way anymore. It's all part of Torah. In other words, to explain this in more detail, we find, um, with regards to customs, that the Torah says in each place they should, we should do according to the custom of the place. Right? If the custom is like this, like this. Not, not, not always is there a clear-cut blanket rule for every person in every place. Sometimes there's, there's a, the halacha is, depends on your place. Also, even in the way the Gemara says the halacha, we know there's a concept, if you're in Rav's place, you do like Rav. If you're in Shmuel's place, you do like Shmuel. Even a, an argument between Vesham and Vesilo, when you think about the time before the halacha was decided to be like Vesilo, Everybody could do according to their opinion. Now, even when we talk about the fact that after the Gemara Paskans, that Beishamah's opinion is not to be reckoned with in the face of Beishilil, you have to do like Beishilil. You can't say, oh, I want to be stringent or I want to also do Beishamah's opinion. No, it's just as if it's not a Mishnah. The language is Beishamah, Bemaka Beishilil ain't a Mishnah. When there's an opinion of Beishamah, where there's another, an opposing opinion of Beishilil, the opinion of Beishamah is like it's not there. Nonetheless, even after that we say, both opinions are the words of the living God. And chas v'shalom v'chas v'shalom, the Rebbe says twice, chas v'shalom. God forbid, God forbid to say that the opinion of Eshamah is not a part of Torah. Because if somebody says that, he is not connected with the totality of Torah. The Rambam says, in other words, he's cut himself off from Torah entirely. Because the Rambam says that somebody who says about something in the oral Torah, that's not from Hashem, then he's cutting himself off from the whole content, from the whole, it's not like, well, he's 97% a believer. No, if you say, the 3% is, is of Teresh is not true, then you're denying the whole concept of the entire Teresh So Beishamah is very much there, it's the word of Hashem, it's the word of Teresh More than that, even when there's something in the Gemara that's brought up as a hypothesis, brought up as, 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 a, as a possible solution, then the Gemara asks a question and, and, and so to speak, uh, um, takes it off the table. That's also part of Torah, which is given from Hashem. And how do we know? Because if somebody, you know, there's a bracha we have to make when we learn Torah. There's birchas If somebody were to learn part of Torah, that only is a hypothesis that's later rejected by the Gemara. So you could say, well, maybe he doesn't have to make a bracha on learning Torah. But no, he has to make a bracha on learning Torah. And even if he didn't learn the answer, even if he didn't learn the, 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 the solution, the way the Gemara comes, he's only learned the hypothesis, which is later rejected. That is part of Torah, and he makes a bracha to learn that part of Torah. He says, thanks Hashem for giving us his Torah, because that's still part of Torah. So Dvar Hashem, the word, the final, clear-cut word of Hashem, that's halacha. There's only one way. Again, like we said, sometimes there's different minhag, but halacha is Dvar Hashem, it's clarity. Torah is much more inclusive of hypotheses, of questions, of answers, and they all are valid parts of Torah. We'd have to make a bracha when you learn any of those parts of Torah. Dalit. 
even though all the opinions and the arguments in the Gemara, also the hypotheses and the questions of Torah, they're also a part of Torah. They're all, as we say, Eilu ve'elu, these ones and these ones. Divir al Chaim are words of the living Hashem. However, there's only one halach. What the Gemara says, how do you know when Hashem, Havai, the, the level of Havai is with him? That means the halach is like him. In other words, there's a difference here. We're bringing in the word of Havai and the word Elikim. When we talk about the name Elikim, Elikim Chaim. Elikim has, so to speak, room that there's this opinion, that opinion, and all the words of the living Hashem. The word, the name of Hashem Elikim, even though it's a language of Elikim, it sounds like a plural. It's one Hashem, but he expresses in Elikim plural, because there, there can be multitudinous opinions and so on. However, when we talk about, uh, and the explanation of this is that why the word Elikim, even when we say Elikim Chaim, the living Hashem, but it's Elikim, Lashen Rabim, uh, plural, which seems to be speaking about a, 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 a more than one, right? Uh, and, and division, so to speak. It's because also in Torah, it's like that. The, when we talk about Elikim Chaim, the living Hashem, we see that the way that expresses in Torah, the Torah of Hashem is many different opinions. So, without getting into the explanation how we can call Hashem plural, but it's a one Hashem, and it's the inclusion within it of many, many different details that are emanating from the oneness. <coughs> but that's in the, in the language of Elikim, which is one of the Hashem's names, but it's not the highest name. The higher name is Havaya. Havaya is called the Shema Meferish, the explicit name, the name that more explicitly describes Hashem. Shema Etzem, the existential, the essential name. Shema Miyuchad, also the name of Avai is called the, 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 the unified name. It's higher than any form of details that can be emanating from it. And that's why the oneness of Torah, the, the clear-cutness, the, the, the preciseness of one opinion, of Halacha, it's referred to and it expresses itself as being the Dvar Havaya. So Havaya is the name of Hashem that totally expresses the oneness higher totally than any divisions. Hey, so also, this is the difference between Torah and the Varavaya. Torah includes also the difference between Havaya, right, and, and Elikim. Torah includes also the opinions with the Halach is not like him. Also, also lessons that you can learn from those lessons elsewhere. It doesn't have to be practical and applicable to Halach. When you talk about the Varavaya, the word of Havaya, that's Halach. And that's why the Torah says, from Tzian comes forth Torah, and from Yerushalayim comes forth Devar Avaya. What's Pshat? So Torah is connected with Tzion, Devar Avaya connected with Shalayim. Now let's explain the difference between Tzion and Yerushalayim. Tzion literally means Zion, and we would say it means the same place as Yerushalayim, but no, it's referred to as Tzion. What is, because everything, says the Rebbe, is expressed in its name. The name gives, uh, uh, the name gives us a window into the essence and into the description of the particular thing we're describing. The words Tzion and Yerushalayim both talk about the same city. But each one brings out a particular detail, a particular concept, an advantage, and 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 uh, and um, detail about the city. The word Sion, Sion means siman, um, like being a sign, being yeah, a Sion. We know that the that a resting place has a grave and so on. It's called a Sion. Why? Because you put something there, uh, in 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 the place of burial to mark. This is a mark of where. The the the, uh, the person lies where the neshama still attaches in some way to the body. Anyway, tzien. So the word tzien is like a sign that expresses that Yerushalayim is only a simon. It's really only a sign. It's something that reminds us about something, but it's not really totally developed. What is it a simon of? A simon of of a of a ilu uh, of a spiritual greatness. As we know, that Yerushalayim down below is corresponding to Yerushalayim of above. So what you see in Yerushalayim below is only an example. It's only a signpost. It's only a, 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 a similarity to remind you of what's really going up above in Yerushalayim of above. Whereas the name Yerushalayim, the word of Yerushalayim is Yerushalayim, complete fear of Hashem. So that is a name that speaks about the greatness of Yerushalayim as being a place of the fear of Hashem. That in this place there is Yerushalayim. This is a developed place that's developed with the fear of Hashem. As it says, it's called Yerushalayim because Yira and Shalim, fear and complete. In other words, 
Yerushalayim is not just a sign, an indication of the way the spiritual Yerushalayim looks above it. It itself is a place of the wholesomeness of the fear of Hashem. As explained in the Pasuk about, when you know, the Maiseshene, you have to take, every Jew has to take for, uh, uh, for first year, second year, and then fourth year, fifth year, you have to take Yerushalayim a second tithing, a second Maise. What's a second Maise? A second Maise is 10% of your grains and, and other fruits, you have to take Yerushalayim and eat it there. The positive is, why do you eat it in Yerushalayim? Laman tilmad, in order to learn, Hashem all your days. What does that mean? How, how does taking food to Yerushalayim make you fear Hashem? Ah, because since that food has to be eaten in Yerushalayim, and so imagine you have 10% of your disposable income has to be spent in Yerushalayim. So you say, okay, if I anyway have to spend money in Yerushalayim, let me take the money and let me go and hang out there in a hotel and, and eat there and bring my family up there. I must spend this budget there. What's Yerushalayim? You hang out in Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is a place of the Shekhinah. It's the place where the Kayanim were doing their work. The Levim were standing and singing on, their, on the platform. The Yisrael were coming and standing by the carbon, the Ma'amodim. They were doing what is called the Ma'amod. So when you hang out there, that brings you to fear Hashem. So the mitzvah of Maiseh Sheni, it says, do Maiseh Sheni and bring it to Yerushalayim in order to learn to fear Hashem all your days. And it says elsewhere in the Mepharshim that sometimes a person couldn't come himself. He would send his kids up there. Yeah, anyway, I have a budget that needs to be spent there. Hey, you know, my, my, maybe I'll send my teenage kid to go hang out there. If he goes hang out there, he gets very inspired by the whole atmosphere of Shalim. He comes back and he makes that atmosphere at home. But anyway, that tells us that Shalim expresses a place of holiness. Not just a, a reminiscent of holiness, not just a sign for the holiness of Abba, but actually it's fully holy. Well, so these two levels, Tzian and Shalim, are also there in the ways, the levels of the Avay, the Vayid. Because just like it says that Hashem chose Eretz Yisrael, it says, and therefore we have the city of Yishlam, it's a holy city, Hashem also chose Bnei Yisrael, He chose Am Yisrael, His portion. So there's also corresponding levels, just like Yishalayim. There's two levels, Tzir Yishalayim. So similarly, in the service of Hashem by the Jews, there's also two levels. The name Yishalayim is a complete fear. In other words, we're talking about a completeness in the, in the, in the bitl, in the submission that a person has to Hashem, Horevesi, the person who has uh, toiled and refined himself to a point where his whole expression of self is just expression of Hashem, being totally submissive, being totally um, present and, and, and having the fear of Hashem. In other words, feeling that he's always in the presence of Hashem. Bittl. Tzien, however, is a different thing. Tzien is when he said it's reminiscent of a high level. It's a sign. This Aveda is through a yid that represents the high things, the supernal levels from above, but he himself is not yet a picture, perfect example of that reality. It's just a sign reminiscent of the fact that there is this high level, and he's not yet in the utmost of Bittl. The thing he has achieved is that he's enough developed to be an expression at least, a simon, a reminder of those levels. Somebody who's just totally uh, not worked with himself, somebody's totally, you know, out of hand and uh, you know a wild, uh, a wild beast, untamed. So he's not going to be expressing that. So this is expresses somebody who's brought himself to a certain level. Where he represents a, uh, you could see a, 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 a something reminiscent of the high level, but he's not yet the person who's gotten to the high level who could be called Yerushalayim. He's still seeing like a sign. And um, since he's still not totally bottled, so when he toils in Teda. What level of Torah does he achieve? He achieves a level of Torah that is understandable according to his developed levels of understanding. So that's why it says that from Tzion, a person who's at the level of Tzion, who's not yet so fully developed in his Yerushalayim, but he's, 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 he's at the beginning of the path, he, he resembles it in some way. From that, Torah will come forth. Because since he's still a Metzius, that's related with Torah. Because we said by Torah there still is room for many different opinions. The Torah incorporates many different opinions and, and different details. Because his learning of Torah still has a metzis. He still has his own existence there. And therefore, his own existence means that there's still things that are not fully incorporated in the oneness of Hashem in a total submission. And therefore, everybody understands the Torah. This level of Torah, we're saying, is a way that everybody understands different levels and different details. However, since he's not just a random guy, he's not just an undeveloped person, he's at, he is at the level of Tzian, so therefore all these things that he's understanding, and even though he's not in a place of full unity, but these are all part of Torah, 
It's not uh, what he's studying and all the details and all the ribu, you know, the, the, although it's not the full, the full beautiful uh, picture, but it still is reminiscent of what the picture is, and therefore it's all part of Torah. Um, right? As Rebbe says here, um, the svaras, the various uh, thoughts and, and opinions, they all come and derive themselves, and they are a sign of the multitude of levels that come from Eloikim Chaim. They are Torah, and it's Eloikim. However, that's when we talk about the understanding of Torah. That, that doesn't have to do with the Asha, what to do in practicality. For that, it's enough to be at the level of Tzien. And you don't have to come to the full level of Yerushalayim. However, once you come, person, once the person reaches the level of Dvar Avaya, the Halacha, so it's not enough to be in Tzien. In order to achieve proper mastery of Halacha, you need to be lovely Yerushalayim. Dvar Avaya, to get to Halacha, you need Yerushalayim, a totally developed person of fear of Hashem. What do you mean? So the Rebbe quotes here from what's explained in the Hemshech of Samachvov, the long mimer of the well-known mimer of the Rebbe Hashab, that in order for a person to truly be able to paskin, to come to a decisive halacha in its, at its core truth, in a truthful way, can only be reached through having a complete yira, a complete bitl to Hashem, complete fear of Hashem. Why? Because he has, he's, he's fearful. Tomer, in, in case, God forbid, He's going to give a halacha that's not exactly according to Hashem's opinion. Even God forbid, it could be that if he gives the wrong halacha, it's going to be against the will of Hashem. So in order to truly take halacha seriously, and in order to come to a true halacha, the more the person is totally sensitive to, 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 to the presence of Hashem, and not doing something that's opposite from what Hashem wants, the more he's going to, it's going to be more, you know, in order to come to a truth, it has to be really relevant to you. Something's irrelevant. Ah. Somebody asks you, do you want, uh, you know, what color, uh, you know, what should I serve, whatever, some question, this way, that way, what's the difference? But if something's really relevant to you, then you think about it, and you have to come to the proper decision. For halacha, to be paskin, you truly need to care about Hashem and what Hashem wants in the deepest way. And the more deeply you care about that, the more you'll be able to really come to the truth of what the halacha should be. And here there's square brackets that tell us a beautiful thing. Even when we're talking about just something from the rabbinic law, many people say, ah, it's just Dibre Sefer, just rabbinic, just for the words of Teresh uh, it's not, It's not in the written Torah, or it's, not a, a, it's, it's even... It's even not in the written Gemara. It's just Mashatamid Basik Asim Machadish. There's a, a new Chiddush that has been derived. But since we say that even things that have been derived from Torah, Mashatamid Basik Machadish, what a, a, a devout student, what a proper dedicated student bring, uh, reveals new things in Torah. This is also from Hashem Sinai. It's also the will of Hashem. So really, there's no difference when we're talking about the real will of Hashem. I'm going to read and translate this because I don't know, for me, somehow. This, these are words that, that give a very deep, profound understanding in, uh, in the in, uh, halacha from Divrei uh, Teira and, and, and the words of the Chacham. Is doch ken chiluknit, when we're talking about the rotzen eli and the will of Hashem, is doch ken chiluknit, there's no difference. Sisi is azach, was the rotzen eli not givolt. As it's all zain da'areis, the reise, or the rabbonah. There's no difference whether it's a thing that the supernal will, Hashem's will, wanted that this should be a biblical prohibition or instruction, or a rabbinic prohibition or instruction. He scared that maybe he's, what he's saying, the way the halacha should be, is going to be not what Hashem wants. In other words, the fact, what caught me here is like this, the fact that some mitzvahs are minatera, some are midirabonon, it's not that the rabbonon came up with something on their own. It's there expressing what Hashem's will is. So why wasn't it written in the Torah? Well, some things Hashem wanted should be written in the Torah and should be Daira. Some things Hashem wanted should be Drabanan. That's all. Ah, in brackets, he quotes here that this is the level of Ebed Pashat. Simple servant. Whatever his master wants, he doesn't care how, how strict the master is. Whatever the master wants, he's there fully. What's the difference of Daira? I saw Drabanan. No difference in the mitzvahs. 
Truthfully, even at the Rabbanu Rabbinic Mitzvah, is as important to him as the Raisa. So why then do we have a law that if there's a doubt in a biblical mitzvah, you have to go stringent? Sofik de Raisa Lechumra. If there's a doubt in a Rabbinic Mitzvah, Sofik de Rabbanu Lechumra. We go Lechumra, we go... If there's a doubt, we go more lenient. Why? That's because that's Hashem Himself said that in the Torah. It's not because we care less about Rabbanon. Because Hashem Himself said in the Torah. Anyway, so in order to be able to pass in Dvar Havaya to do the Halacha, this kind of a year, this kind of a fear of Hashem, elicits within the person the desire and the ability to really delve, and go deep in the Torah, and to persevere in Torah, to come to the truth of the Halacha. And that's why we say Dvar Havaya has to come from Rishalayim. It comes from the complete state of Yirah. In order to come to halacha, to the truth of the halacha, it's not enough just to have yira, like to have fear of, of, of punishment, or even a higher level of yira. Here you need to have the complete level of yira, which is a, 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 a fear, perhaps I'm not going to figure out Hashem's intention. And that will bring you to the ultimate proper halacha, to get to the halacha of Eberslam. That's called varavayz halacha. According to this, we understand something else has got to do with Simchas Teirah. When we say Atar Eisan Shmina says Simchas Teirah before our coffers, they finished off the last pasuk. We have to understand. Mele, the fact that we don't say the whole pasuk the way it's brought in Yeshaya and in Micha that the, the nations will say we'll go up to Hashem's house and we'll learn there what to do, and then it says because key because from Tzion Teitzetayin Lime. Okay, we don't quote the whole pasuk because. It's not relevant here to the psukim before our kafis. But why does it say ki? Ki means because. What's that got to do with the psukim in our that were brought before? Which psukim were brought before? Psukim that brought before, in, in the Pasuk in Yeshaya, makes sense to say ki. The nations are coming up because from Tzian and Torah comes out. Remember, we slept on this, explain, we asked the first question. They're not coming to be, to be Megayar. So what does it mean because Torah is coming out of Yishalayim? We'll leave that at the side. But what's this got to do with the Hakafis? What did we do? Pasuk right before that in the Hakafis, as an introduction to Hakafis, is Malchuscha, your kingship, Hashem. Malchuscha Lelamim is the kingship of all worlds. Shaltacha and your um, rulership, whatever there is in all generations. So, what does that have to do with the next Pasuk? The rulership of Hashem? For from Tzian goes forth Torah. What's it got to do with the Pasuk before about the rulership of Hashem? Square brackets. There's no stereo here that in the Makkah, the source of Yishai and Micha, um, we say the key is referring to something else. Now, that's, that's not a problem. That says the same concept can be used in various ways. It's not so much a question how we're taking it out of context here and not using it in the same context. Yishaya, that's not a question. But the question is, how does it fit into the context here? How does it fit into Malchuscha in the kingship of Hashem? What's the key? Because from Tzien Teitzetayr. So, we want to understand the connection between Tzien and Malchuscha and but Pashtus, we could say that these two things, Malchuscha and Memshatacha, contain within themselves these same two. We could say, but Pashtus, that is just re- repetition, right? We say poetic repetition, the kingship of Hashem, the rulership of Hashem. No. But we already explained that in Pneumius, we have to give a reason why, why these two expressions. And now we're going to see, just like we said, Mitzian comes forth to Hashem. Torah comes forth, Torah comes from Tzian, Vashem, we explained that these are nuanced and exact concepts. Tzian and Torah are interconnected. Yushalayim and Devar are connected. So also here there's two things, Malchuscha and The difference between Melucha and Memshala, Melucha means kingship that's willingly accepted, Berotzen. As we say every day in Mayr, Malchusay, Berotzen, Kibbalalayim, they accepted Hashem's kingship willingly. Memshala, rulership, is a rulership that's even... Um, that, that's placed upon the, the nation unwillingly. So these two ways of Melucha and Memshala, willing, acceptance of Melucha willingly and the, 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 the rulership that's placed uh, against their will relate to the two concepts of Tzian, that from Tzian, Torah comes forth, and Dvar Hashem, the word Hashem comes with Shalai, and the Aveda that represents each one. And as we said, it's got to do with Tzian and What do we say? When we talk about Torah, in other words, Torah we said is learning Torah according to your understanding. So that learning of Torah is with a chayz, with a gishmak, it's with a, with a vitality, with an enjoyment, because you're learning it the way you understand. And that learning brings, brings to deed, indeed. 
And therefore, if his deed is influenced by his learning that he learns according to his understanding, so his deed is his deeds will also be with enjoyment, with desire. In other words, when we talk about Sian, although we said Sian is lower level, it's representing somebody who's not fully developed, it's just a reminiscent of the fully developed level of Yira, but on the other hand, because his presence is still there, because his persona is still much more present, right? So the way that he's accepting Hashem is much more through his, right, we said we're not talking about a wild, uh, an untamed human beast. We're talking about somebody who's there, he's learning, he's developing, but he's just not, he's seeing, he's just a reminiscent of the highest level of years. He's not in a full state of, of awe all the time. So therefore, on the contrary, his own personality is here. He's learning to from his understanding. He's doing mitzvahs because he understands it. He has, a, he, has a, he has an excitement in it. Ah, so now his Kabbalah's oil, right, is malchuscha. It's like the level of accepting Hashem's rulership willingly. However, when you come to Devar Hashem, when you get to the, to the level of coming to halacha and fulfilling a halacha in actuality, so it's not enough just to be at the level of tzion and to have your own be, be your, your own presence, do it in a way of enjoyment, do it in a way where you understand, no, on the contrary. Sometimes, with your own with your own intellect, that you feel too much, with, with you being present in, your, in the intellectual process, you can sometimes come to a maskon, you can sometimes come to a, a conclusion that's not fully according to halacha, because there's something within you that's making you lean towards something else. Dafka, when you reach Levi Rishlaim, the completeness of the Yira, as we said, you're totally bit, you're totally submissive to Hashem, where he's, the, 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 what's missing here is his own persona, because he forces himself to be totally submissive and not feel himself, just to try and feel the will of Hashem. That's when he can truly express the will of Hashem, come to the level of Avaya, and come to the true Halacha. And then his deed will also be in such a way, a deed that he feels not the enjoyment, but he feels this is what Hashem wants. In other words, the learning of Torah of Dvar Avaya to get the halacha, to practice halacha, and also the kim, and, and therefore the resultant kim of mitzvahs that comes from that feeling is in a way where it's not about him. He feels, but it's kfiyo bitl, Hashem has forced him. In other words, he feels submissive to Hashem. It's not about me, it's just what does Hashem want? Just that's like memshola. Usually we talk about memshola being negative. In other words, you know, the, 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 the wild person doesn't want to accept the rulership. No, no, no. Here we're saying, on contrary. He's so submissive to Hashem that he feels it's nothing about me, it's what he wants. Whether I want or don't want, it's a higher level. Tess. Since Yidin Bechal and every Yid Bechal has to try and make sure that he doesn't just achieve his own complete state of service of Hashem, but also to bring the world to its perfected state. And the Rambam says we have an obligation, not just every other Jew, but in order we have an obligation. Moshe Rabbeinu was, was instructed by Hashem to force and bring all the people of the world to accept upon themselves the mitzvahs that the Bnei Neach, the Noahites, all, all inhabitants of the world were instructed. And the way that these things are fulfilled is in a way, quoting the Rambam, that the Noahite should accept it upon himself and do it because Hashem, show, because Hashem instructed so in the Torah and, in, and, and informed us through Moshe Rabbeinu. End of quote. And it's not enough Therefore, that by Yidin, there's the concept of Torah and Dvaravaya, the two levels that the Yidin study Torah in. It's not enough that it exists within the Jews. This concept has to be Teitzei Torah, from Tzian Torah has to go forth. The word of Hashem has to go forth from Yerushalayim. In other words, through the fact that this energy emanates forth, this will also have an effect on the many nations that they will, it will elicit within them I want to come and hear the ways of Hashem. That they want to learn not what we're learning, but they also want to submit themselves to Hashem in the same way that we submit through Torah and Devar Hashem to learn their halachas. Even though it's also a concept of vital, but it also has to do with their understanding. So they want to come and get it. And that's going to be the two, the, the two expressions about them coming up. So through Dvar Hashem, which comes out from Shalayim, they say we want to nail Chobar Chesav. Remember there was two expressions, Yirenu Midrachov, teach us from your paths, from your ways, we will go in your path. So go in your path, going means going halacha, halicha, halacha, going in 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 poil, in <coughs> actuality, is an expression of bitl, of submissiveness. Not asking, just going. <coughs> Don't think, just go, right? 
That comes from Dvaravai. That's the expression that they say we want to know the we want to go on your paths. Similarly, regarding the two inyanim and melucha memshala, the reason for melucha memshala, right? That's also tzian in Yerushalayim through tzian teitzei teira. If if tzian if from tzian emanates there, that's malchus chamalchus kalilam. We said that tzian is a place where the person's metzias is still there, so he learns there with a, with an enjoyment and so on. That's malchus That's accepting Hashem's uh, kingship willingly. And as we said, this has to affect the world. So it comes out. It affects the world. How is malchus chamalchus kalilam? How is Hashem's kingship accepted willingly in all the world? Is through is through. Is through the fact that mitzian that from tzian comes forth Torah, the concept of yidin learning Torah in a way that they understand it. The higher level is bar Hashem Yerushalayim, the completeness of the bittel and awesomeness and and awesome, being in awe of Hashem and total bittel. From that, the acceptance of Hashem rulership comes out to all generations and all and uh, the entire world, even in every generation is in a state of submissiveness, just like Memshala accepts the will of Hashem in a, in, with total submissiveness, even without understanding. Everything has... So you have understand what we said, Why does that affect... Why does the world have the union of Malchus and Memshala? Because there's the two levels, there's the level of Tzien, which elicits Hashem from Yishalayim, and that affects even the world, not just... So it's a place... Yerushalayim is called both names. It's the Bnei Yisrael having those both levels. And it's by Bnei Yisrael having those two levels that also emanates into the world. And therefore the, the Amim Rabim, the many nations come, and they also are talking about two paths, the paths of, of, of going in the, of, of um, understanding their mitzvahs and the path of just being submissive to their mitzvahs, the two levels of Tzian and Yerushalayim, Yud. Everything is also the way it is generally and also the way it is in detail, similarly here. Even though generally we speak, the Pasuk in Ishai is speaking about the time of the future, about the third base Amigdosh, then then it's going to be Mitzinta, it's the Nevarashem Yishalayim in its full state. And therefore also it's going to be the full completion of Malchus, Chamalchus, Kalam, the whole world will be under the effect of the Malchus and the Memshala. However, in generally speaking, when we go into details, these two things are to be found in two different times. Same way, there's a difference between the time of the Beis Hamikdash, time of Galus, and the time of the Beis Hamikdash. There was a likus that shined in a revealed way, and therefore the avoid of the Eden was mainly done with a love and a desire, because that having the revelation of Hashem elicited in the avoid an enjoyment. You had the the, the 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 revelation of Hashem, so you did it willingly. Shanking when we're talking about the time of exile, when a likus. Godliness is not revealed, so therefore then the Aveda is more mitzat Kabbalah sale, doing it out of, out of obedience, yira, mitl, submissiveness. Similarly, in the Beis Amikdash itself, there's a difference in the first and second Beis Amikdash. The first Beis Amikdash was built through Shleim HaMelech, that's a time about which it says, Kaimis here, the the moon was in its full state, in other words, the Bnei Yisrael and the Kedusha were its full glory. There was a full expression of the revelation of godliness, the level of Bina, al the world of peace, the world of freedom, sorry, it was a liberated world in terms of Kedusha. That's why Eden then were in a state of liberation from the enslavement of the non-Jews. And the Gili in the Besamikdash and in the, the Gili of the Besamikdash in the world was in the highest way possible. And the way the Bnei Sol served Hashem in that time was in a way of Gilu, in a way of revelation. Love, Ava. And that's the level of Tzian, right? We said Tzian is when there's a, a, a feeling of self still and Torah can come out of, out of that because it's not fully Bittal. Because there's, there's this revelation. And you lovingly come to do what Hashem wants and to learn Hashem. However, in the time of second by Samikdash, when there wasn't such revelation, as it says in the Pasuk in, Chav, in, in Chagai, build the second by Samikdash, Be'ekavda, uh, there's a, a hey, I will be honored. But it says without a hey, because there were five things missing in the second by Samikdash. For example, the Holy Ark, the Oren, the Kapoiris. There were things missing. It wasn't the seven, same level of holiness. The Eden then was still under the enslavement. They didn't have their own autonomy totally. They were still under the, the, the rulership of the nations of the world. They had permission to build the second base of Mikdash. So the Aveda then was mainly you know, submissiveness to Hashem. There wasn't so much of a gili, so much of a revelation where it was done lovingly. They were in presence of Hashem and of Hashem, but it was more in a state of bitl, not so much revelation. Similarly, the difference in Malchus, Kalilam, Amishad, the way it expressed itself in the two times, in the time of the Vaisrishan, so there was Malucha. 
willingly, the Yidin accepted Hashem willingly. It was in a way, and in the world in general, there was a, a, a peacefulness, a menucha and a shalva, a peace. The second base Amigdash was in the way of Memshala. Side of Bnei Yisrael had to be more submissive. There, Avedu was more in year. There wasn't so much uh, expression of love. That to be more obedient, kfiyah and hechech. Also, it was a time of wars. Many people, there were other many nations that were uh, over the Jewish people. And therefore, what needed to be felt was that in the end, Hashem is the boss. It wasn't something that was felt in the world in a loving way, in an acceptance way. You know, the Kondis will understand the connection to the three Batimikdash, Tavram is Chaviyanke. Tavayid of Avram is Chesed and Ava, benevolence and love. Avram is called Avram, the one who loves me. That's why his main Avedah was to spread forth, Elikus, spread forth the godliness in the world from above below. That's Avedah. As we said in the Bayes Rishon, there's a lot of revelation and everybody lovingly embraces Hashem. That was Avram's Avedah. <coughs> That's why the first place Avedah has a special connection to Tzien and Teira. Kansav Avram is to be a sign. It says Avram was a sign of the level of Chesed of Atzilus. Right? And um, however, since this chesed is with a love and a desire and an enjoyment, a tainu telikus, and when we talk about the level of serving Hashem, even the highest level of love Hashem, the issue with it is, it's called yesh mishu ahim. There is a presence here that is loving. I love Hashem. Oh, there's an I. So it's not fully submissive, fully bitl. The aved of Yitzchak is the aved of gvura, of severity, of, of stringency, of strictness. That's yira and bitl, feeling the presence of Hashem being totally submissive. As it says about Yitzchak, pachad Yitzchak hayali, that Yitzchak is identified with the pachad of Hashem, fearsomeness, that he's totally in awe and fear of Hashem, submissiveness. That's the Aved of the second Beis HaMikdash, and that's why it says, Dvar Hashem Yerushalayim, the Dvar Hashem, because the completion of yira and bitl of submissiveness for Hashem is the concept of Dvar Hashem, as we said, halacha. And that the second Beis HaMikdash was Yitzchak. Then we come to the Aved of Yaakov. Yaakov was the choice one of the nations. He's the middle path, Tiferes. He includes both sides, Sa'id Aved of Avram and Sa'id Aved of Yitzchak. And therefore, he's corresponding to the third base Amigdosh. But then there's going to be the incorporation of both virtues, the Tach, the Sashlemus, the completion, the complete, complete wholesomeness of the revelation of Alekuls, more than the first base Amigdosh, more than Tzian and Teira. But together with that, also the bitl, you'll have the level, the virtue of Tzian and Teira, and together also the virtue of Yitzchak, total bitl, Dvar Hashem Yerushalayim. According to this, we'll understand, Yud Beis, according to this, we'll understand why the eternal kvius of the Beis Amikdash Ashlishi has a connection to Davka Tiyakim. Davka Tiyakim is called a house. And we'll also understand how this, rep, is rep, how this expresses itself regarding the Amim Ramim, the many nations that say, let's go up to the house to the to the house of the god of Yaakov. Listen to this concept. Corresponding to every Midah in Kedusha, there is a corresponding uh, uh, weapon, so to speak, a Midah in the opposite side, which opposes this the, the, that Midah in Kedusha. So you have love, a foreign love, love to foreign things, love to things that aren't in the wish of Hashem. That is what stands and opposes the level of love to Hashem. Fear of opposing, fear of a uh, fear of Hashem, can be a, a, a negative fear or an anger. And anger comes from a oh, you know, being 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 strict, being yeah, being strict and feeling the awesomeness of Hashem is Yerash Hashem. But then having that express itself and being and being uh, nasty or mean or or, or bad tempered or something, that's the opposing midah, that's up, opposing the level of kedusha. As Chazal tell us, from Avraham, Yishmol came out. In other words, he was also Avo. He had the same expression of, of Avraham, but in the negative sense. From Yitzchak, Esau came out. Yitzchak was also similar to Yitzchak. Esau was also similar to Yitzchak, but in the negative sense. And that's why in each one of the ways we serve Hashem, when we serve Hashem with one midah, we, it doesn't have an everlasting enduringness because there's the other midah that stands and opposes it. That's why, for example, the gate that Avraham made didn't last. And similarly, the first base Amikdash, the second base Amikdash, each one of them was expressing one particular nuance, one particular level they weren't able to be enduring. And eventually, the Lumas at the opposite side took over and, and, uh, and, and destroyed it. However, we talk about the Midah of Yankov, 
which is incorporating both things, chesed and gvura. About that, once you have that double whammo, that, 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 winning, that winning combination, there's no midah that can oppose it. And that's why it says about Yankov, his mitose shlema, his bed was complete, in other words, his family was complete. Nobody left from Yaakov's family and became the opposing side. All became B'nai Yisrael. And that's the way it is with the Torah Beis HaMikdash. Since it's going to have both levels of Tzir and Yerushalayim, it's going to be a, com- a complete and enduring house for Hashem. Yud Gimel. This is also the reason why we say that the Goyim say the Amim, the nations will come to the house of Yaakov. This is the house of Yaakov. And we say, Ki. What's the reason? Because from Tzir and Tzir and about Hashem Yerushalayim. Same way in Gashmias. Um, how do you have an effect on somebody when you really mean it? When you really mean something, then you have an effect on influencing the other person. Similarly, in our, similarly talking about having an effect that the nations will come to the house of Hashem. Also, in order the Yidin should be able to be achieved in the world, that the world should hear and be attracted to come to the house of Hashem, it's not enough that by the Yid there's this one kav, either tzir in Yerushalayim, one mode. It has to be both modes together. Because, in other words, it has to be a wholesomeness and a truthfulness that really impact. What's the wholesomeness? The wholesomeness is that even when you're at the level of Tzion, where your own persona is here, learning Torah from uh, Gishmak, you also have to have the level of Yerushalayim that's present there. And even when you're the level of Yerushalayim, the Dvar Hashem, you learn the Halach and the fully submissiveness, uh, what, what does it mean in Avedis Hashem? Even when you're learning with Seichel and Oineg, desire and Gishmak and enjoyment and understanding it, learning with your own personality, fully part and vested in this experience, you also have to hear there needs to be present there the total beetle, the total submissive Nastasha. On the other hand, also, when you're learning with total submissive to get to the halacha, you also have to try and bring yourself to the to the to the plate, to, to the to the to the learning, to learn with desire and with enjoyment. And when there's the skalus, when there's the uh, uh, wholesomeness and incorporation of both things, Tzian and Yushalayim, that's emes. Ah, hey, one second. Emes is called the Midah of Yaakov. The expression of Yaakov is emes, because it's a, a perfect combination, and it's enduring. It's his Mitzias. I'm sorry, the emes becomes the entire Mitzias and becomes something that no other opponent, right? Each opposing side can only go on one side, can't go on the other side. Can't. But when you're both together, so the, the, the opposition the opposition doesn't work. And therefore, this is why, the reason why, it says many nations will go and will say, let us go up to the house of the God of Yaakov. And there he will teach us from his ways and will go in his paths. Because when we learn with the wholesomeness of both aspects combined, it brings the nations to learn their Torah. And to fulfill it in the utmost way, as it says, V'neil Chabarich Chaysov.